Hi, welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I am your host, Carol Tuttle, the author of the best-selling book, The Child Whisper. Have you read this? It's a great book. It not only will help you understand yourself better, it will just make you a better parent just by broadening your awareness of who you are and who your children are. So I'm live on Facebook. The same time I'm broadcasting on my podcast platform, I'm here to answer your questions today. You can call into the show at 347-677-1963. It's a great, it's the easiest way to get a parenting question answered. I'd love to help you today. Today, I want to talk about, um, are you raising your mom and dad and how energy types can play out in the generations to cause some um, unnecessary challenges and difficulties when you don't have a deeper awareness of what's playing out here and how patterns can continue to repeat and cycle themselves. And thank you for all the hearts and the likes. Go ahead and sign on to Facebook, share a comment. If you read The Child Whisper, how has it helped you in your life? How's it helped you in your parenting and even understanding yourself? I'd love to hear, have you share that in a comment. Back to parenting, are you parenting your mom and dad? And what I mean about that in the parenting experiences, and as we add the reference of energy types, you could have a child that's the same energy type as a mom or dad. Is that the case for you? Do you have a child that your, shares your parent's energy type? Now, in the case of, I, know, I did not raise, I have a type three father, but I did not raise a type three child. So I have a type two mom, and I did. I do have two type two children, and so didn't have didn't have a, most of my um, triggers and most of my kind of issues were more played out emotionally with my father, and so didn't see that presenting itself so much with my type two children. As far as there were, uh, well, I have to take that back. As they've grown, it's actually become more of a dynamic that I've had to consider is, as they've had more say as adults, there is that factor of feeling like you're being stopped or hesitation. Um, That's something my mother did quite a bit in my life just because of her own worry and sensitivity to either, you know, I don't think I didn't pick up that is this safe. It was more about there in my mother's generation, there was a lot of focus on what will other people think and how will other people handle this and how is, does this appear to others? I certainly had to reclaim my own truth from that uh, idea that I need to first be concerned with the outer experience of other people. I first need to tune in to what's correct for me. And then when it's appropriate, consider other people appropriately for the situation at hand. But I have, I have had that presented in my experience with my type two children where that can really trigger me. So the idea is where did you have issues with your parent that you're now repeating those issues with a child of that same type and the sort of order of uh, power has reversed because in the child position you were in the subordinate experience if you're in the parent role now and there's a child 
that you're playing out some old patterns with that replicate or in any way have any nuance of what happened with your parent, then you're going to be more in the dominant position. And either way, there's not a partnership. There's an issue that's playing out, that's stirring up emotion, that's causing responses and parenting choices that may not be the most effective because you've got this emotional charge running and this old program running, and it's familiar to you. And, and even though discomfort can be generated in a byproduct of these experiences and any is challenged and affected in relationships, we tend to keep repeating what's familiar. We, we knew it as a child, so now we're just playing it out again in the next generation. You might even see that there's some tendencies in your children's nature that have, uh, resemble quite strongly your parents. Because within family systems, there are patterns that we inherit even on a genetic, genetic level that affect our, the nuances of our personality, our uh, emotional response to things, even our languaging of things that we have this playing out. And your child may have some qualities of their character that resemble a parent favorably or unfavorably. You know, it depends on if there's history there. So what do you do about it? You notice it first. Awareness is always the first step. Oh, wow, this pattern I'm experiencing with my child that's less than fulfilling to whatever degree that is, you know, is it just annoying at times to full on, there's a real breakdown in the relationship. Rather than make it about the child, recognize that there's some opportunity for you to heal past experience, the, the response to past experiences so that you're not, your biochemistry basically isn't wired to respond in an unfavorable way to a child because you're feeling threatened, you're feeling some shame come up, you're feeling um, there's, there's the, whatever your child's doing may subconsciously remind you of how a parent responded to you and you're in the parenting role now going to have a, a stronger position to not allow that. You know, so again, the disciplinary approach or however you're responding could be, you know, affecting your child in a way that's unfavorable. So dial this back to your childhood. I've got a series of clearing sessions in my lifestyle content that I think are perfect to help you with this called I Don't Like Your Type. And whatever, let's say you had a type one mom that there's issues that your mom did the I honestly believe that parents did the best they knew how, considering the wounding passed on in the generations. Uh, they didn't have the information we have available today. I'm talking about the majority. There's always a small percentage that are like, you know, they really, really blew it. Um, I hear some pretty horrific stories. I'm kind of shocked at how many people have had trouble and even abusive childhoods, but I attract those people for the sake that I have answers and healing opportunities for them. But Use these clearing sessions and put the focus on the issues with the parent. If you can identify, you know, the five things that seem to come up for you 
with your child and take a moment and recognize how that was an unspoken and uh, you didn't get to be verbal about it most likely as a child. You didn't get to bring it forward and work it out. It's just been carried with you into your adult life, so you still have the emotional charge that gets stirred up. So now you've got to really uh, account for that energy and bring it into uh, kind of metabolize it. And that's where tapping helps you metabolize and turn that energy into something useful so that energy can be recycled to you to create a valuable, valuable relationship with your child. And so just awareness, number one. Second, uh, get resources to help you clear it and then change the energy around it. And you'll change the experience with your child. And you'll most likely change the experience with your parent, too, if there's still some issues playing out there. So make sure you uh, give yourself that advantage and not make the child kind of the, 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 the brunt. And, and you're keeping a pattern going generationally. See, because if you don't clean it up, you create it with your child. Now your child has a uh, grows up, becomes a parent, and they have a child that's the same as your energy type. Now they have issues with that child. See that it just keeps going, playing on out generationally. This gives us a chance to stop the crazy, stop the um, the imbalance by understanding energy types and recognizing that. That's really the past, and it's something you just need to clean up. And you could favor a child or have an easier relationship with a child. And I don't mean you consciously favor, but you're going to notice that some children you have more ease with, and that could ref- could reflect the parent you were closest to, if that were the case for you. If you did have one relationship between mom and dad that you had felt a stronger connection, you felt more quality of acceptance, you felt your needs were getting met um, more effortlessly, you're going to subconsciously have a preference for a child of that energy type to just feel like, oh, they're my easy child. You know, you feel that draw, that connection. So change the energy uh, by understanding the energy types from generation to generation, and you're going to create a harmonious family experience. I'm going to keep going on my podcast. You can see a link in the copy above to keep listening and you can call in today with your question 347-677-1963 you'll also see a link in the copy that i have a dedicated web page where you can buy the child whisper for the the best price i've seen for a new copy at 15 dollars thechildwhisper.com slash book we want you to have this we want you to be able to share it And so we've discounted heavily on that particular sales page. It's $15. I'm going to give away this copy today to my first caller. It is autographed by me. You're a phenomenal mother. Keep believing in yourself. I think you're amazing. Keep doing a great job. It doesn't say all that, but it does say God bless you, Carol Tuttle. So call in today, and I want to give away a copy of the book. And use that link up in the copy. Get these for $15. And keep listening. I'm going to be talking more about issues with children. My first question is, my type 1 daughter is 5 years old and lately has become really whiny whenever she hears the word no. Even if I say it very kindly, how can I best help her to be more accepting of the answers that I or other adults give her? 
even when it means limiting her choices or not being the answer she wants. Type three mom. And then uh, got a great success story I'm going to share. Call in at 347-677-1963 and be excited to announce that March 28th, I am launching my 30-day money cure course. If you're having money issues in your family, it's affecting your children, no matter how hard you're trying to not let it. And uh, I've got it my next podcast coming up in a week or two. Well, it's a couple of weeks, two or three weeks out. Are you teaching your children to be poor so that they struggle with money like you have been? I'm going to teach you how to clear, clear that all up. Thanks for watching on Facebook and keep listening on my podcast station. So my success story for today, after listening to Carol's podcast, Eating Tendencies for the Type 3 Child, I knew I had to make some changes. I could see family patterns coming up about food, and I didn't want to be controlling like I had experienced growing up. So today, my three-year-old daughter, Type 3, and I made a snack basket. I also made a drawer of her cups and other snack materials so she can make her snacks for the next day. I'm excited for this change and hopeful that it will support our relationship in a new way. And I believe it will because you believe it can. You're excited about that and you're empowering your child that has a nature to want to go get it done herself. And as we talked about in that podcast, the snacking effect of certain types of children. So you can find all of my podcasts easily available to listen to either on my website, thechildwhisper.com. Or you can go to iTunes at iTunes.com slash Carol Tuttle. And you can even subscribe there and leave a review. I love it when you leave reviews either on Amazon for the Child Whisper book. I really appreciate that. Or on iTunes for the podcast. So back to our uh, story, our number one question about five-year-old daughter who's getting whiny. And if um, she even says no very kindly and she's... uh, not responding favorably. And for those of you calling in, you need to hit one on your phone to access my producer who will jump on the line and chat with you for a moment. So press one on your phone. And so whining, I realized, um, can become a second language for toddlers and especially type twos, but we see it in all children to a variable of that. And I, you've got to recognize if you are responding to that wine rather than coaching them how to speak their needs. What do they want? So if she thinks whining is going to be her tactic to get you to break down and give in, there's a good chance you have. My son-in-law is like a, he's a type four and he will not, I mean, he is a pillar of strength of not moving on that one. He will not allow his kids. He's very patient with it, too. He doesn't get mad at them. He's not yelling at them. But he is very firm on his stance that they're whining, yelling, kind of using emotional energy to manipulate the situation to get a different response will not win, will not work. He's shown them. He's taught them. He stayed very patient. Just re- and he's had to repeat himself. You know, no, no, well, that's not an option or thanks for asking. Uh, we won't be doing that. So firm, politely, keep 
stick your, you know, your broken record. You get to do the broken record thing and say over and over. And uh, they'll learn eventually. Now, my daughter, we talked about this, my type one daughter, she does, uh, they can, the, the, the whining can, and the kind of push, you know, really getting on her. She, she's admittedly said, I'm not, I got to, I got to really stick to it like Tony, because they know, they know they can get away with it. And she's taught them, she's trained them to know that. And so a child, once they know this just doesn't work, it just doesn't work. But it's really important that if you match them emotionally by being upset, now you're both in the energy of, of they've got, they've, they've broken your stance, see, they've, they've seen an, an effect, even if it's an angry one, there's like, on some level, they're aware this is creating some shift. Really stay true to being consistent and saying, no, uh, thank you for asking. No, that's not an option. Broken record. No, that's not an option. Type one child, you know, if you're in a situation or in a public situation, it's always best to remove a child and, um, it's not worth the, the tension drawn on yourself as often as you can. If it's a very public scenario, just say, you know what, this is going to have to wait. We've got to take care of It's most supportive to me and my child if we were in scenario. And so consistency and just affirming that good, good for you. you. You know, that's great. Thanks for asking. Uh, no, that won't be happening right now. So I've got a, web, a post on my website, constant whining, what it means. I'm bringing it up right now. Constant whining, what it means and how to stop it. So go to uh, just Google the child whisperer or Carol Tuttle, constant whining. If you just Google that, you'll, go, you'll get the link. And I've got a video there with the mom where we're working it out. Some more content there for you. So. See, we got our first caller, Carol Carolina. Is that your name? Carolina. Did you go ahead and talk again? Oh, sorry. It's Carolina with an E. Carolina. I wondered if it was that. Thanks for calling in. You want a copy of my? Uh, do you have a copy of the Child Whisper? I do actually, but I have several siblings that I could send it to. <laughs> well, you should keep the autographed one. And send on a used one. Unless you have a bunch of notes in it. <laughs> I don't yet. <laughs> so, thanks for calling in. And if you'll uh, email support, no, yeah, no, parenting at liveyourtruth.com, parenting at liveyourtruth.com with your name and your uh, shipping address. They'll ship the book off to you. But in my notes, I see that uh, you're type two and you have a five year old daughter who's a type three or type four. And you're experiencing mm-hmm. that she gets angry and stubborn when she doesn't get her own way, all kind of along the lines of what we were just talking about. So mm-hmm. give me a scenario. What does that look like? Um, well, a lot of times, um, I, I, think, I think, you know, partly she has that type three because she's always just pushing to do something, you know. And sure. with me being a two, I'm like, hang on just a second. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to like, 
catch up to her. So, um, and I homeschool. So, um, even just today, she's like, "Mom, let's get going on school. Let's do school." And I'm like, "Hang on, let me finish. You know, feeding your other siblings." And, um, and okay. um, and then okay. if I'm I'm getting the picture something here. Something doesn't go her uh, way, then she's just like right. Um, uh-uh. She's she having. Go, uh-uh. It sounds like uh-uh. a lot of a lot of things are set up that require you uh, being involved, being a participant, and a staging of this. See, so yeah, I and I've tried to set it up for her to be independent, but she wants yeah. me there. Yeah, it's um, okay. She'll yeah. learn. Just say I'll be right there, but you get going. Mm-hmm. You get going. Uh, and, you know, maybe yeah. she's in the vicinity where you're in the you know, general space, but she can get going. Right. Doing a great job. Right. Keep going. You don't have her in a separate room, another part of the house. You know, have her in the yeah. vicinity that you'll be, but encourage her to get going. Yeah. So she doesn't have to wait for you to get the next thing done. And that's not in everything. Yeah. That's not everything. But you're trying to satisfy um, a a need she has to be able to get going on her own. That's just a need of a type mm-hmm. three. I've got to be able to, uh, th- you know, idea and, and initiate active, activate, get result pretty quick, very fulfilling. Right. And if she's being right. stifled in that. So just continue with that, but then notice if they're to make them very simple things, she can get going on her own. And mm-hmm. so like mom that sent in the success story, with the snack drawer, she set it up so her child could, you know, with a drawer, she could read, you know, it wasn't say the snacks are in the pantry, this stuff's over here, you know, it's like, here's your kit, get, you can get yeah. going. Let her yeah. build, like, what kind of, like, learning kits or stations could she have that she can just enroll herself that doesn't require mm-hmm. you staging it? Yeah. Yeah, and most of the time I have I have tried to do most of her things are like that. Um, and I think I'm not sure what it is that gets her just so angry and frustrated. Um, another another and this one I definitely recognized. Um, so we were heading off to her older sibling's therapy where we she has to wait for an hour, you know, in a waiting room. And I thought, oh, well, maybe if we went down to her gymnastics place that she has a class on on a different day and go to the open gym. Well, before, and it was my totally my mistake, before I, you know, made sure that the time was available, I said the idea out loud. And so oh, then she thinks we're going to do that. And then I called him up. Yeah. Yeah, I called them up, and I was mistaken on the time for open gym. So then the rest of the day, she was so mad, and she spent the entire hour of therapy yelling at me. Well, that's a little bit fair in her behalf, see, that there was It is. That's one where I totally see my fault there. Yeah. Yeah. See, so that was, okay, I got to navigate that one differently, because she's five, so you can't, like, Mm -hmm. keep trying to reason with these kids. In fact, that's going to make them more frustrated. If you were to just to own that and then say um, and give her the benefit of something else because it's like you were counting on something that didn't happen, I'm going to create another right. option for you. Right. Because yeah, I did try that. Leave that happening. Mhm. Mhm. So yeah, good for you to notice um, that's where it went off, where the where the mm-hmm. issue was created. 
you're talking about small children and parents, when you understand their energy types, now you have an awareness of they're just not um, trying to be difficult human beings. There was a whole right. thing that played out here that, that created this. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. just, ah, oh, my child's just difficult. It's like, well, no, this all the orchestration, you know, it's like step back. What you did was say, okay, where did that go off? Where did that, where did we misstep here? Where did I, and you figured it out. That's really what a child whisperer yeah. does. Okay. Yeah. What influenced this? Let's do it different next time. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you. Okay. Doing a great job. Thank you. So we'll send um, you the book, and you keep uh, helping spread the word so more children can be honored for who they are. And I appreciate every one of you that does that, that just shares the book, because you obviously are seeing things happen in parents' lives where you go, that doesn't need to happen. They could have a totally different experience if they understand their child. So I've got several of you listening on the phone. You're welcome to pop on in and share a success story or ask a question. Just press the number one on your phone and my producer will connect with you. Another question that came in today. My type two oldest daughter, she's 12, has been struggling in school with teachers friends and mean kids and has also been getting sick constantly and begging to stay home. Her doctor believes she is constipated and often using it to try to get out of school. She has been sick for three months and has begged to stay home more than not. I think there's an energy or emotional block that I can't pinpoint with muscle testing. Um, type four mom. I'm a, you know, I, I'm obviously muscle testing is a, is a um, tool that, energy can respond to but in this case uh definitely there's an emotional issue going on that she's not feeling safe there she's it's very uncomfortable for her have you really allowed her to express why she's uncomfortable a lot of times again parents start giving advice want to start fixing the problem their child is now the um kind of uh lab rat in the parents hands because they're young they don't have a choice and one of the best thing first things to do with a 12 year old especially because she's old enough to talk to her let her open up let her start to even journal about this to say you know I, she may not understand her feelings feelings are like waves to type two people and they have to move through the wave to come to awareness and they have to have tools to be able to do that so to be able to support your daughter and saying i'm a uh, here's a sentence she could be she may feel pressure from you. She may feel she's causing a disruption in your life. She's causing you discomfort. So now it's even worse because, you know, you're trying to fix this and you're muscle testing. You're, it's a lot of pressure on her. Doctors, there's, I don't know what else you're doing, but let's get into how she's really feeling. I feel uncomfortable at school because, and don't try to that so quick be with it for a little bit and acknowledge that I understand I see that you're really uncomfortable I want to acknowledge your discomfort that must be really hard and and I can see why going to school is challenging validate 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 before you try and fix then you'll be able to move you'll gain some trust and now you're as you want to enroll her as old children get older, you want to enroll them in wanting to shift their experience rather than just try and again, they're the 
lab rat and you're trying to fix them. You want to enroll these kids. Even a six-year-old is capable of having a conversation about, you know, we're, I'm creating this and what can we create differently? And where's the, any kind of constipation is a blockage. There's a block. She's feeling blocked. She's feeling pressure. She's feeling overwhelmed. And so um, take, how are you adding that as a parent? You definitely want to remove that and then see how that's showing up for her at school. She's old enough to start learning about the concepts I teach in my book, Remembering Wholeness, how we're creators of our lives, how she can create a really beautiful experience at school. And so, but do this together rather than her, you trying to fix her problem. Teach her a great teaching opportunity that she can learn how to create what she truly desires and what, what would support her type 2 energy. The um, next question that came in, my 10-year-old type 3 son has struggled since preschool. His energy was too big for others. His emotional response was too big for himself. Sensory vision and learning disabilities compounded. He is the sweetest, most genuine and loving child, but he is so awful to himself. No need to punish him. He beats himself up. In his own mind, how can I help him be more loving to himself and believe in his awesomeness, type 3 parent? Um, again, that's a healing that needs to go on. There's a reference to a past experience. He might want to do the lifestyle clearing and you helping him through it. I don't like my type. Does he understand his type 3 energy? Is um, He's old enough to have a read aloud about the type 3 energy. How is he enrolled then to use this energy in successful pursuits and being acknowledged and validated for it? And so he's now seeing this as an expression of himself. It's a gift because, see, the old, he's, he's running an old belief. The, old, the imprint he carries is my energy is a problem to others. Therefore, I'm a problem to others. He needs to heal that, and he needs to be given it. And he needs to understand that. He's old enough to be. Uh, given guidance in that understanding. This is what this is about in your past. Your energy is a gift to you. I want to support you in pursuing things that you can see the results that really acknowledge and validate this energy as a gift to you in the world. And then how is a type three parent, is he running some generational stuff that may be coming from your childhood or even generationally from your parents or grandparents such that this just is Anything magnified is asking for attention to be healed. Whatever's presenting is just showing itself so you can address it and heal it by shifting things, by changing the pattern. Next question, my type 4 son is 14 years old and started doing drugs six plus months ago. He openly shared this before we even had any proof. And at the same time said he wasn't planning on stopping and there's nothing we can do to stop or convince him. He doesn't want to talk to someone, but is possibly experimenting with more. And so there's nothing you or anyone can do to get me to open up. He has straight A's and does sports and robotics, type through parent. Well, he's certainly showing him that you and that your assessment of him was correct, that he's a type four and he's his own authority. So I'm curious, is it, you know, why... When a child's not able to live true to their nature, and I just did a segment on Fox TV. You can find that as a child whisper post with, um, my website. If we look up 
rebel, rebellion and children. We'll check that out. I'm going to Google that, see what comes up with my name in there. But I just did that for a TV show. And what I shared, and I wasn't as uh, specific, it's here's the real reason your child rebels. Teenage rebellion. There's um, two posts that come right to the top of the search feed. What's happening is your child hasn't been able to experience his true nature in enough of an independent state. They're, they're going to go to the place, if they're not experiencing it sufficiently and adequately in enough of their years in healthy ways, they'll venture into spaces to just experience even if it's unhealthy. So what he really wants to, he's experimenting with is being his own authority. That's primary. It's not even the drug. That's just a um, story he's doing it within. He, the way he said all this, it wasn't about, notice how you wrote that. It wasn't about, I'm really into drugs. I'm really curious about drugs. I want to find out for myself the effect of drugs. He's focusing on, I'm doing drugs because, and there's nothing you can do to stop or convince me because I'm my own authority. He doesn't want to talk to someone and said, there's nothing you or anyone can do to get me to open up because I'm a private person. I'm my own authority and nobody's telling me what to do. That's That's what he's really experimenting with. So how has that not been supported? You know, you haven't known this when he was little. The book wasn't 14 years ago, 10 years ago. So there's some history there. The, he wasn't allowed to be his own authority sufficiently in knowing how do you let a, how do you let a type 3, I'm sorry, how do you let a 4-year-old type 4 child be their own authority? What does that look like? You know, I teach you that in ongoing podcasts and ongoing uh, reading the book. You learn that. What does that look like to nurture and, and, and really support the authorita- authoritative nature of a type 4 child through their developing years? And so that didn't happen for him. So if you make it about the drugs, you've lost your, what this is really about. Make it about him. And that's what I say. Go ahead and listen to do the search. Look at those posts. And you're going to find um, my suggestions that most parents will focus on trying to fix the issue, whatever they're acting out, fix the acting out rather than focus on the child. Focus on the child. What do they need from you? How do you build trust? He obviously doesn't trust you because he's not willing to open up. He doesn't feel respect for you. You've got to work on trust, respect, and all of that by honoring his type four and not going straight. I mean, yeah, granted, this is a little scary. Just pray that your child will be watched over as you re, uh, reposition your place in his world so that he will want to open up with you. He will respect you because he feels you respect him. So some opportunities to shift things there. And hopefully you'll shift it to the point where he'll make a different decision and not choose to be involved with drug use. And if it's, if it's marijuana, just look up. It, when it's correct, don't be thrown in front of him because it's, again, trying to tell him what to do. But Dr. Daniel Amen's work, you can even scan um, brain scans of teenagers that use marijuana and see the brain. Man, it, it's not healthy. <laughs> this is not a good choice. So maybe he needs to do some research on his own and learn 
once you build trust, once you have respect, uh, let's explore this. Is there any danger here? Let's look into it. And he's good at researching. So my next caller, Oriana. Hi, is that how you say your name? Uh, Oriana, but yep. Oriana, welcome to the show. You're a type two mom. Thank you. I so you're so, yeah. type two from my notes, and you have a four-year-old type three, and she mm-hmm. reacts strongly because of her relationship, because you're really, so you're seeing this connection between raising your mom, and now you're kind of playing out some stuff with your daughter, because you had a type three mom, is that correct? Well, yeah, or my mom's secondary type three, but definitely that sort of strong personality and feeling like I'm being yeah. sort of bulldozed over or ignored. Yeah. Yeah, is definitely the parallel there. Yeah, which is good for you to know. So you go, got some history on this. <laughs> and see, when you're in the parenting role, you're going to go, the child role, you couldn't stop it. In the parenting role, you say, oh, that's not happening again. You know, <laughs> which just enrolls mm-hmm. the type three bigger in a lot of ways. So, yeah, well, and um, I, I also find a that... quick scenario for Sorry. me. What does this look like? Well, and this really, I was reminded of this issue when you were talking about your type four son-in-law, who's just so good at saying, no, we're not going to do that. And just being patient right through until the kid comes around. And I know that's what I should do. So I'll say, you know, okay, it's time to do whatever, time to do this. And she'll say, no. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I need to wait. But if she keeps arguing with me, I cannot maintain my calm. I just end up sort of yelling at her saying, you have to stop that and it's time to do this. And I know better and I want to do better. And it just triggers me every time. Yeah. Well, they have a scenario, If I've, as I've observed Tony, the kids know if they push it too far for him, there's a consequence and he'll, he'll enact it. And it's usually being... Um, They've got to go to the room till they have, they're in a different disposition. And he's, you know, the, he's got a soon to be five, eight and 10 year old. Um, their birthdays are all coming up. So they all get that. And they know if they keep going or they're going to lose some privilege, this is where discipline comes in now to say there's been an, mm-hmm. they are informed about that as well. And he's consistent with the delivery of that. See, so right. They know where it's going. So he doesn't have to get upset. He just has to be consistent with staying calm. And then when they just are not willing to shift in that moment, and I've observed him. He honors his kids. It's not like he's setting them up to be stressed out and misbehaving children. They, uh, they are good kids. There's just there's times when this needs to be enacted, and he delivers the consequence, and he does not back off. And he's firm, right. and he's clear, and it happens enough that they just know, all right. And they obey it. They just go, okay, I'm going to my room. See, whereas I and feel like I end up in that scenario. That's when he sits down now. Says, now mm-hmm. you know, and he reinforces it. You know, that's not how you get heard. We want to hear you. 
Yeah, one because it's once when we're flooded with emotion, reason doesn't get through. See, there's just a struggle. <laughs> and but once they've shifted and they, the emotion is settled, he cannot sit down and kind of revisit the situation. And he and he edu- he forms them. He teaches them. He works on behavior modification at that point. So and even coaches them on. And and if you would, uh, and and might even say why that was a no and inform them. See, so he does that over and over and over and over a lot. And I see, you know, or my daughter witnesses that and she recognizes he's a role model for her as a parent. And granted, he's not around it as much as she is, but she breaks, she breaks state and it just goes into emotional disrupt then where nobody's happy. And then you feel bad as a parent. You do is you have to be a little more heavy handed and put your foot down, but that's you losing control of your emotions as a type two mom with a type three child. Anne does this very well. She'll be very firm, kind of that I'm putting my foot down, that's it. I'm gonna really meet meet you, but she's in control of her emotional state. She's not getting upset. She just knows I've gotta bring it up a bit because this child is strong. And there's a difference. By being more firm, more present, um, have that consequence that's acknowledged by your child, and uh, but just don't lose your own emotional control. But then work on clearing your stuff with your mom. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Are you a lifestyle member? I am not. Being in Canada, I've wondered if it was as worthwhile oh, for me. content alone, though, is worth for his, the, the little bit of an investment it is. I mean, it's $12.95 a month. And there's just, you know, we really get into our secondary energies and your style in that space. The, he, the, the clearing and healing support is, you know, exceptional. You've been yeah, trying for months, it's only $13. Mm-hmm. And check out these videos. Um, I definitely do that. I don't like your type for type three. And it's going to really move you through this um, vulnerability that you're experiencing of because anytime you're vulnerable based on an old story and you're vulnerable to losing your cool with a child, that child pays a price for that. And so pay the thir- pay the $13, try out the experience, but you definitely do, you know, say I'm going to spend $13 just to get access to these healing sessions because that's worth so much to me because the I'm paying too big a price by continually not being able to maintain my emotional presence with my child and their they're just paying too big a price for this emotionally that I'm losing my cool. So to me, it's worth it. There, you know, that to me is priceless to be able to have that kind of resource. One, um, quick, one more question that was mailed into me, then we're going to have to sign off today. Two school years, I've noticed my type one son who is eight years old, start to get moody and sad going through the winter months and nearing the end of school. Then he starts acting a little more, being more impulsive. This behavior gets better through the summer in the first part of the next school year, but starts up again midway through school. I hate to see him sad and not enjoying school. He may have the um, seasonal effect disorder where the winter is affecting his mood because there's less sunlight. So research, I can't give you dosages. I cannot recommend any particular dosage, but vitamin D helps that with um, supplementation. Dr. Daniel Amen has a book on... ADD, ADHD, but look into just what 
supplementation may your child need during the winter months. Vitamin D is what we get from the sun. So he may be just lacking vitamin D that's going to nurture his little his happy self. So great questions today. Thanks for all my live callers. And a couple of announcements before we sign off. Uh, I Love My Life event is still open. We've sold almost... Um, Oh, about 30% of those tickets. We only have about 10 of the pre, the uh, preferred seating and the preferred experience. Uh, I think that's what we're calling it, but check that out. Just go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Carol Tuttle, and see that listed under the events. And 30-Day Money Cure launches on March 28th. I want to help you free yourself of struggles with money, how to be conscious creator of money, how to be affluent, uh, create uh, an abundance of in of a flow of money in and accumulation of money. And I can teach you that. I'm very, very good at it. And I'm excited to give you my best tips. So I'll be on Facebook again this week um, on March. Well, this is saying March. Cancel that. Anyway, go to, go to caroltuttle.com and sign up for my weekly newsletter. I'd love to be able to support you on a weekly basis. Thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you again soon.